On the Paychex Business Series, Gene Marks talks with business owners and experts about business innovation and thriving in the future. Hear from guests like Rich Rowell of Facebook, Meredith Schmidt of Salesforce, and more. Listen at Paychex.com slash business series. Offshoreinsiders.com with your ACC college football betting preview. And like I said, very specifically from a betting standpoint, brought to you by Offshoreinsiders.com, where you go all football season long, college and pro, not to mention the other sports season, for your winners, Offshoreinsiders.com. Now, I had the great pleasure of doing a preview on the SBR videos with the big man on campus, one of the most knowledgeable people out there, but I got plenty more notes than I had a chance to use, and especially want to emphasize uh, some of the teams we didn't get a chance to talk about, and really uh, the teams that I have a strong leaning towards thinking that they might be over or undervalued, whether it's the side or the total at the beginning of the year. Start out with Louisville. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is back, but he is a one-man offense. They have no proven backup. If he gets hurt, Louisville will be awful. Top three receivers are gone. Offensive line is rebuilt. They do have nine starters back on a defense that allowed 115 rushing yards per game. Um, so they're very strong on defense, although they do lose top tackler Keith Kelsey. Uh, look, they uh, did struggle. Their biggest weakness last year on defense was stop those running athletic quarterbacks. And that's where they have to improve. But with their talent back, they should be better against some more athletic quarterbacks, but keep that in mind uh, when they do go against those uh, multi-dimensional quarterbacks. Now, on defense, you know, Yair Alexander is incredible. Alexander takes up really half of the football field. Tough to pass against. He's got elite NFL talent. Cardinals should be an under-team for sure, especially with Lamar Jackson in there. Now, some of you are going to say, wait a minute. Well, they would be more of an under-team with him in there? Yes, because the total's still going to be fairly high. If he gets hurt, that's going to have a big effect on the uh, total. But defenses are going to be able to key on Jackson. And again, in recent years, we have seen, of course, uh, guys win the Heisman then return the next year, and they weren't able to ever duplicate their Heisman success, not to say that they necessarily went down the uh, toilet with uh, Jameis Winston, you know, followed up certainly with a good year, and, and Tebow, and what Manziel was a, another guy. But it's a little tough uh, with Lamar Jackson to repeat what he did last year. And keep in mind, what he did last year has a lot to do with the expectations. So I think the offense will not exceed, will not uh, meet the expectations. And with a very good defense, they should be an under team indeed. Virginia Tech. They lost a kid, uh, Evans, a quarterback who wound up leaving early. Well, not even getting drafted, but, uh, you know, a heck of a pretty or a pretty good college player. And Virginia Tech at least would have had some good talent at quarterback if he came back. They lost two-star wide receivers in Isaiah Ford and Bucky Hodges. They really can improve on turnovers. Now, that's a good thing that they turned the ball over last year. Why do I say that? Because it's something for them to work on. It means that they do have an upside. I always say that... When a team has uh, great production in terms of yards, but if they have turnovers and penalties, that's where teams can ease more easily improve on than an actual lack of production. Um, a good defense returns with guys who are borderline prospects as far as NFL prospects that are is in the secondary. So they do have some uh, possible future NFLers in the secondary, at least guys that are going to wind up in camps and playing some preseason game. They had a Jekyll and Hyde defense last year. Got to improve on that. 
left. Josh Jackson, uh, Josh, uh, Josh Jackson wins the quarterback battle. I do think uh, they could be a good under team because he's a dual threat, one of those guys that can keep the chains moving, but isn't a big-time thrower where they're not going to necessarily score in the in a hurry, where A.J. Bush, meanwhile, Juco transfer as a pure passer. Keep that in mind if it's a two-headed battle um, at the beginning of the year. Maybe if, uh, you know, J Josh Jackson's in there and it's kind of a low-scoring game and then A.J. Bush comes in, maybe that's where you can bet the live lines. Where I think A.J. Bush is going to be more of a high-powered quarterback, Josh Jackson, more of a move-the-chains type guy. So keep that in mind when it comes to betting totals, even uh, li uh, live totals. As far as Duke is concerned, your offshore insiders.com Atlantic Coast Conference preview. Daniel Jones, baptism by fire last year at quarterback. We kind of like that for the next year. He should be much better. Three of his top four targets are back, led by TJ Roming. He had 70 receptions. Three starters are back on the offensive line, so he'll get some protection. Pretty good running game led by Sean Wilson. A lot is going from a defense that wore down as the year went on, especially against the pass. But again, that can happen. Um, Duke, a team that didn't have a lot of frontline talent on defense, and they spent a little bit too much time on the field. And, of course, playing a lot of games in the south where it was uh, it's, it's very hot. Their, their defense just wore down. But I, I do think that Duke, early in the year, should be pretty good as an underdog. Their offense is going to be a little bit better. Their defense should be a little bit better. So Duke might be a little bit of a dangerous underdog early in the year. Florida State, the K, they are so loaded on defense. Now, Derwin James, when he was injured in 2015, they really struggled without him. He might be the best defensive player in the country, might be the most impactful, but with James, Andrews, Marshall, Lane, uh, Tavares McFadden, look, this secondary is going to be the best in the country. You're not going to be able to pass one Florida State. You better have a good run game and a good enough pass game to keep them honest to have any success. They should also be better against elite quarterbacks. We all remember, uh, you know, last year maybe the, the Heisman Trophy was essentially uh, won against Florida State early in the year. Florida State did struggle against those big, big, big-time quarterbacks. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Lost Dalvin Cook. And a lot of wide receiving talent, but Florida State's one of those teams that can reload. In particular, Cam Akers. We're going to keep a, a key eye on the practice reports on him. If it looks like he is ready to step in, they may not miss much of a beat at running back. But they should be better quarterback with uh, DeAndre Francois. Was very good last year. Is he ready to take the next step? I think he is. He can really become even better uh, this year. Uh, their offensive line lost some key talent. Uh, they lost two guys, Johnson and R, graduated, and then uh, Kid Wilson transferred to Auburn. They're better run blocking than they were pass blocking, but I also think that has to do with, you know, Francois will be a better quarterback, and, you know, so, sometimes the run blocking and pass blocking is based on the talent behind them, and, uh, you know, I do think with Francois will take the next step, he's probably going to be a better passer, and hopefully they'll be a better pass-blocking team. All in all, I think Florida State will be an under-team. They have a heck of a defense. Their offense may not be super explosive, so I do think Florida State will be a pretty good under-bet in uh, some situations this year. Clemson, yeah, you may not have heard. They lost Deshaun Watson. He was pretty darn good. Mike Williams, who had 98 receptions, running back Wayne Gallman. So, uh, 
They lost a lot. Ton of pressure on freshman quarterback Zarek Williams, who may or may not win the job. He's the dual threat that Sweeney likes, and I think he wants him to win the job because he's got the biggest upside. But Kelly Bryant showed some flashes. Either way, they're going to have the dual threat quarterback. They do have a strong offensive line. Now, a few years ago, uh, you know, Dabo Sweeney, the guy can the guy can clearly recruit. He can coach. So they do have some good talent coming in, but I'm still a show-me guy. Uh, is it going to be proven talent? I know a few years ago when they lost Taj Boyd, Sammy Watkins, Martavius Bryant, a lot of us, uh, myself included, expected Clement, uh, Clemson to take a bit of a step back, and they, they did not miss a beat. Now, can Dabo Sweeney do it again? I think he's already proven he's one of the top three coaches in the country. But if he can lose as much talent as he did again and not miss a beat and even be a contender for the national title, uh, wow. Uh, that would be quite impressive to say the least. Ray Ray McLeod is a good uh, possession receiver to say the least. Christian uh, Wilkins on the defensive line is a big-time player. Uh, so they got seven starters back on defense. Look, I do think that Clemson, all in all, will be an under team. Basically, I, I definitely think they will be an under team. Uh, Miami, three-way battle at quarterback. Can this uh, kid Perry win the job as a starter? They also lost their leading wide receiver, Stacy Coley. Uh, they lost three starters on their offensive line. It was basically baptism by fire on the uh, defense. Um, they did lose some in the secondary. They're loaded at running back, led by Mark Walton, who got 1,117 yards and 14 touchdowns. He's small, but Miami is deep at the running back position. Somebody wins a quarterback position, Miami could be a dark horse. I, I actually like Miami on the live line where I think they're going to have some quarters where they're high-scoring followed by a low-scoring one and vice versa. So essentially, if the game is on pace to go way over, Bet the under on the adjusted live line and vice versa. If it seems to be on pace to go under, bet the over on the live line. I think Miami will be a pretty good team on the live line to kind of fade what they've done. Uh, North Carolina, Mitch Trubisky, among the tons of skilled position players that are going from North Carolina. Uh, five losses last year that could have gone either way. So they're better than their record showed. Almost no proven talent at wide receiver and running back, though. Uh, LSU transfer, Brandon Harris, was absolutely uh, horrible at quarterback. Their run defense will be very uh, good. Uh, I do think that they'll be a little bit dangerous as an underdog. Yes, they lost a ton of talent, but they're going to be a big, 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 big underdog this year, uh, to say the least, in a lot of situations. And because they were better than their record last year, I do think that they will be very dangerous as an underdog uh, this year. You know, and, and, and they will be often an underdog. Syracuse, Dina Babers, uh, Wales. They'll jump on the over early. Look, Dino Babers going back to his days in the uh, MAC conference at Bowling Green. The total would start out at 72, and then it would jump up to, you know, 79. The Sharps love betting the over, and Dino Babers plays at such an up-tempo. Yes, they almost cannot make the total high enough. I would almost consider blindly betting the over if you uh, have one of those sports books where you can get down on the total early, and you're going to have middle opportunities. You are going to have some middle opportunities, uh, and I actually think the opening totals will most likely go over, maybe get some value uh, after the over-adjusted. 
uh, total, but you'll have some middle opportunities indeed. Quarterback Eric Dungy is back, and you got great wide receivers. Irvin Phillips and Steve Ishmael, as good as any duo in the conference. The entire offensive line is back. Look, they left points on the field um, last last uh, year. They piled up some yards, but they were not able to convert them to points. But that was the first year in the Dino Babers offense. A little bit of a learning curve this year. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some totals in the 80s this year. I really would not be surprised. And who knows? I, you know, I'm not one of these people that analyzes the point spread in the total, uh, you know, game by game that far in advance. But there might be a case where we see one in the upper 80s this year, maybe even one at the 90s. I mean, these totals are going to be crazy. Uh, Syracuse, like I said, second year in this offense, and they've got the talent. They've got the talent. Um, they do have some talent, though, in defense. Ten starters, including their top 13 tacklers, who are back on defense. But the problem is they're always going to be on the field. They've got to learn to stop the run better as their defense um, wore down last year. Brutal schedule, though, and I think their defense is going to wear down. You know, they could be a very dangerous as an underdog, but again, Babers, bet the over, and you're probably going to have some middle opportunities. Pittsburgh, they lost a lot of talent. They lost running back James Conner. They lost... The uh, kid Nathan Perryman, uh, quarter, and their new quarterback will be USC transfer Max Brown. Will the change of scenery help him? Brown underachieved the USC. Uh, was more highly talented. The kid Quandre Henderson. You got to get him the ball. He's a multifaceted threat. Wide receiver, running back, uh, kick returner. They're going to lose their two best offensive linemen on the left side. Um, they do have a good wide receiving core, though, still. Jester Wee and Quandre Henderson, as we said. Young prospects behind them. So they are deep at uh, wide receiver. They're still going to throw the ball a lot. They're, they got more depth at defensive backs where they were horrible last year. But again, when they're constantly on the field, they play a pretty up-tempo uh, game. Um, two starters are back on their uh, defensive line. But they also get Dwayne Hendricks, who missed all of last year back. He was a starter two years ago. So their defensive line should be pretty good. I think because the total is still going to be so high, you know, I would lean towards saying that they'll be an under team as a general. And as we do continue to take a look at your previews from the offshoreinsiders.com, we're going to take a look at the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Their leading rusher, Dedrick Mitchell, is back after rushing four. Um, 771 yards last year. Four of their top five rushers are back. In fact, Matthew Jordan, likely starting quarterback, played well against Virginia Tech last year. He is going to replace Justin Thomas. Thomas uh, ran the option very well, so that's no small guy they got to replace. Three good starters are back on the offensive line, which is, of course, very important in that triple option. Um, 78 of their 83 receptions, they are back this year. Big play wide receiver Ricky June is back um, big time. I mean, when he catches the ball, he's going to go a distance. Uh, Georgia Tech's entire secondary, though, will be back, so they're going to be very good on defense. They were uh, One thing that Georgia Tech, as we said, they can improve on. They weren't that great with third-down conversions on offense or defense. They allowed too many on defense, didn't get enough on offense, so they do have a little bit of an upside there. To be honest with you, I don't have any super strong lean as far as whether Georgia Tech will be an over team or an under team or overvalued or undervalued um, entering the year. But, you know, if anything, I think they might be a little undervalued and they have a chance to win the uh, division. For those of you definitely with a pretty good chance to win 
the division for those of you who do like to um, bet the divisionals, not so much the conference, but the, the division itself. Georgia Tech uh, should be pretty good there. Wake Forest, good depth on offense. Nine starters are back. They can move the chains. I don't know if they've got enough talent, though, to convert it into points, but that's okay. I don't think that it's going to be, you know, as many three and outs as they had last year. They got a nice tight end to throw to. Listen to this, folks. 189 of their 190 receptions last year. They're back on the team. Top two running backs return. So, uh, you know, Wake Forest last year to Peter Principal defense. He did very well against okay teams. They did horrible to Clemson and Louisville. But against everyone else, they were very good. So against the speedy teams, they're going to struggle. But against teams that aren't lightning fast, look for Wake Forest to continue to do well. And as I said, their offense, I think, will be more, yeah, will be better maybe compiling up yards, eating up some clock, and not scoring a ton of points. So Wake Forest, of course, it's going to be a low total. But they, despite being a low total, I think they still could be a pretty good under bet this year. Uh, continuing, uh, Virginia, offshoreinsiders.com. Their offense has to be better. Quarterback Kurt Becker returns with his top two wide receivers. He must improve on his 23 touchdown, 16 interceptions uh, ratio. But again, if he can cut down on mistakes, and uh, he's got some talent, cutting down on mistakes I still think is easier to do than to you know make a guy that's not that talented that much better. I do think the mistake-prone guys have more of an upside. Leading returning running back Jordan Ellis, only 61 yards, so he doesn't have a lot of, they, they don't have a lot of proven talent, Virginia, on offense. They do have a couple guys that could be like potential top 50 picks in the NFL draft, Micah Kaiser and Quinn Blanding, so they got some talent on defense, three linebackers, three defensive backs are back. Uh, the defense, as I said, has some good talent. Offense should be a little more competent under Bronco Mendenhall. Going to be some low totals this year, but I still think they could be an under team. And continuing with your offshoreinsiders.com previews, Boston College. Ah, we may have saved the best for last. Boston College will go up-tempo. Um, they're a low-scoring team, but we've said so many times, the key to handicapping totals, it's a lot more about handicapping the pace of the game in both basketball and football than it is offensive and defensive talent. And uh, proficiency now, of course, the other is very important, too. I didn't say it's unimportant, I just said I don't think it's, it's definitely not as important as predicting the tempo of a game when it comes to the total. Boston College has their top six receivers back, four starters on the offensive line, so they've got the talent back to go to a more up-tempo offense. Darius Wade or Anthony Brown, both of these guys can run the up-tempo. They don't have a clear starting quarterback at this time, but look, they've got a lot of talent on defense. The total's going to be low. Harold Landry, um, you know, Schwab, Harris, Strachan. They're all talented, but you're going to get some low totals early in the year, and I think Boston College pace is going to throw off a lot of people. Boston College is actually going to be an over team, is how we feel at OffshoreInsiders.com. Uh, NC State, eight starters are back on offense. Ryan Finley is back at quarterback. He uh, threw for over 3,000 yards last year, 18 touchdowns. Offensive line is four starters. Only allowed 17 sacks this year. Their top four receivers are back. They've got a lot back on defense, including eight starters, and their defense was very good last year. Uh, NC State was abysmal inside the 20, but again, that's correctable. Teams that uh, leave a lot of points on the field, they've got the upside, and uh, they've got all offseason to work on that. 
kicking game was bad, but again, uh, they've got an upside. I do think NC State, because they were better than their one loss. I've, I've always said one loss record is very deceptive, and they're better than their points per game margin showed last year. I expect them to be one of the better against the spread teams in the conference this year, actually. So NC State should be a pretty good team to bet on. I do like, again, NC State as a good spread team at offshoreinsiders.com. Again, go for your winners each and every week in football, college, and pro, and basketball, and baseball, and all that other stuff. Offshoreinsiders.com. Your podcast and free picks are brought to you by MyBookie.ag, where you get a 50% sign-up bonus when you use the promo code Duffy, D-U-F-F-Y. You'll get a free 50% sign-up bonus right now. You deposit $1,000, you got $1,500 that you can bet with right now. MyBookie.ag, promo code Duffy, D-U-F-F-Y. And also brought to you by DuffyVideo.com for all your video needs. Video slideshows for businesses, memorials, and celebrations. Duffyvideo.com. Please subscribe to us on YouTube.com slash Offshore Insiders or also at Twitter at Offshore Insider. Notice on Twitter it is Offshore Insider. There's no S at the end. We were just limited by numbers of characters. Stitchers, iTunes, we're on TuneIn. See the podcast link at OffshoreInsiders.com. Or you can just enter Offshore Insiders at those sites. And please give us a five-star review or like. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, a like on YouTube. The experts say that's a vote of confidence. Search engines will be kinder to us if you do that. All this for OffshoreInsiders.com. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save an average of $470 on your auto insurance. That's a lot of money in just a few minutes. With savings like that, you could be lounging on an impractical amount of ornate and overpriced throw pillows you bought for your couch. But you won't, because you're better with money than that. That's why you're calling us in the first place. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Based on average nationwide annual savings survey data July to December 2020. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state.